Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. And my name is Maddie. This is episode 52, so we'll start off with our news segment. Maddie, what is our first story? Okay, so our first story comes from Music Feeds and it's written by Xander Wilson and it reads, Guns N' Roses are writing a children's book called Sweet Child of Mine. So, Guns N' Roses are the latest act to try their hand at becoming authors with the band set to release a children's book this year. Aptly titled Sweet Child of Mine, the book will be released in September and is set to be based on their 1987 classic song of the same name. The book will see Guns N' Roses collaborate with author James Patterson and illustrator Jennifer Zivon. Quote, as a longtime fan of Guns N' Roses, I'm thrilled to partner with the band in bringing their famed hit song to life on the page, Patterson told People. Sweet Child of Mine is a story that I know kids will love reading and that parents will love singing along to. He also said the story celebrates love and music and how they bring us together in the sweetest ways. In a press release, it was revealed that the book is inspired by Natalia and Maya, who are cousins that grew up touring with the band. One girl is the daughter of the band's manager and the other is his sister's daughter. So there you go. Guns and Roses are writing That's a book. That's so cool. Right? I wonder what, like... I love it. How it's gonna, like, how... How it's gonna cater to, like, what type of audience. Like, how little are we talking, these children? Yeah. Like, I wonder what it's gonna be about. Like, how... What the story is. Yeah, I mean, look, everyone... Uh, like, this is such an iconic song. And, obviously, people who know the song know it well. And it's a love song. So, it's kind of... I'm yeah, I'm really interested to see if it's going to sort of be like really really young kids or if it's sort of like like that sort of in between. I don't really know like and then like if it is it like a picture book or Yeah, like, well there isn't the there? Yeah, well there's an illustrator, so obviously it must be like a picture book. And then I wonder yeah. if they're going to like incorporate the lyrics into like how it's written or like, i don't know it's yeah interesting well because the thing is yeah the thing is the song is very descriptive in its verses so like um you know it's i feel like that could be used pretty well like it's quite literally sort of talks about like in some verses talks about like um talking of a girl with blue like uh, talking of a sky with gr- bluish skies and like you know very sort of descriptive language i yeah. feel like that could be used well but then again it's like it's a children's book so yeah it's an interesting concept but i love it very cool excited to see how it actually turns out and what it uh, what it looks like so that was my first story vivian um what have you got for us so going off that i guess heavy rock band news in a slightly (laughs) different direction um i have a story from music feeds written by laura english and it says iron maiden are working towards a 2022 australian tour iron maiden are part of a slew of bands who've had to cancel their tours in light of covid19 now we have news they're working to reschedule the Australian tour for 2022. The metal outfit did originally postpone the tour back in March before it was cancelled last week. Iron Maiden has since said that they won't be playing any shows again until June of 2021. Via a statement, the band's co-manager Rod Smallwood said, quote, In respect of what should have been the opening leg of the 2020 tour starting on May 1st in Perth, Australia and visiting New Zealand, the Philippines, Japan, Dubai and Israel, 
We are currently working on a possible return to as many of these countries as we can in some guise in the first half of 2022. More news on that will follow at the appropriate time, end quote. The band are all fine and send you guys their best wishes. They are very much looking forward to getting back on stage next year and seeing you all. So please continue to take care of yourselves and stay smart. Their European tour dates have already been rescheduled for 2021. So yeah, like I said, um, this is just like an update on a story that, well, when they first announced the tour, it was like last year sometime. It feels but, like forever um, ago that that happened, to be fairly honest with you. Like yeah like I remember how excited I was like when it first got announced and for some reason like it feels like it was long ago but at the same time it feels like it's not so uh, for time like what is time Time, right now time doesn't exist anymore this whole thing like (laughs) I am surprised that we can remember to record the podcast every week because like I barely know what day it is (laughs) and yeah Yeah. so like kudos to us I reckon and, like yeah, remembering I mean, we're just <laughs> killing it I reckon but yeah this is so cool uh, that they're sort of like you know updating everyone on what's going on and what's happening and di- tour yeah. dates and all the rest of it so it's good news it's great news but yeah I think you know 2022 seems like it's so far away so hopefully it won't be too long but yeah overall like it's great that they're aiming to reschedule so yeah that is my news story maddie what is your third news story Alrighty, so the last one is sort of a similar thing sort of just an update um this is an article from pitchfork written by matthew strauss and it is uh lady gaga reveals new release date for new album chromatica so the record was pushed back from its original april 10 release date due to covid19 so Lady Gaga has revealed the new release date for her album Chromatica. The record had been slated to arrive on April 10, but was delayed due to COVID-19. Chromatica will now be released on May 29. So Chromatica follows 2016's Joanne and the 2018 soundtrack to A Star Is Born. The new record is led by the single Stupid Love. Lady Gaga executive produced Chromatica with Blood Pop. The album has guest appearances from Blackpink, Ariana Grande, and Elton John. So there you go. This record is looking to be an interesting one. I'm kind of excited for it. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm excited because I think Lady Gaga is such a chameleon. I feel like she can really handle any genre. Um, but... I wasn't thrilled with the first single, Stupid Love. I didn't like it that much. So, That's but interesting. But again, like I usually... Because I quite liked did you it. Like it. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I... Really? See, I was never a like super duper huge fan of Lady Gaga, like, you know, 2008, 2010, when she was, you know, sort of mm. just getting like, you know, like your Just Dance and that sort of like yep. popularity then. I was like, okay, her songs are like catchy, but I don't... Like, I'm not a little monster. Like, let's get that straight. (laughs) And I was just like, yeah, she's okay. But now I've sort of, you know, now that I've matured and I understand what goes into, like, an artist and an album and, like, building a brand and everything else that goes into being an artist these days. Like, I just have, like, a Mm. huge respect for Lady Gaga that I never really previously did. And so I'm kind of excited to see where where she goes for like with Chromatica and how it's sort of different from her previous releases and all the rest of that. So I quite like Stupid Love, so mm. I reckon I'm going to like it if that's anything to go by. 
Well, I really loved um, Joanne. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that was such a beautiful, grounded album that no one expected from her. And, you know, of course, like A Star Is, a Star is Born, like that's sort of a little bit different because it, it's a movie. But yeah, like I said, I do really think she can handle any genre. So mm. and like get, going off the collaborations, like this is going to be really interesting. Yeah, I'm really I know. To hear all three of them. That's so exciting. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I guess that's it for our news stories this week. Um, Before we go into our songs, though, like we do every week, we encourage you to pause the podcast, go down to the description and check out our YouTube and Spotify playlists where you can um, have a look at all of the songs that we featured this week, all the songs that we talk about. So you can have a listen to them before we dive into them um, because you can get a bit lost sometimes when we can't like play the clips in the podcast, which is kind of annoying, but if you do that, you'll be fine. So um, we'll go straight into Song of the Week with Vivian. What have you got? So my uh, Song of the Week this week is Grieving by Kehlani featuring James Blake. So this song is coming from her recent album. She just released it uh, yesterday as of recording. Um, it was good until it wasn't. And I I listened to the full album and I have to say I'm obsessed with this album. I love it. I really recommend you guys to listen to it because, yeah, if you enjoy any, like, sort of anything like Kehlani or if you love her music, I think you'll love this album. So, yeah, this is coming from her album and I I, I was surprised because, you know, a few weeks ago I talked about James Blake and he was my under a rock and, uh, no, he was my caught my ear, but technically he was my under a rock because I'd never really listened to him before and, um... I I just would never expect Kehlani and James Blake to be on a track together, but this song, it works so well, and I'm so happy that it happened because it's, I think it really, like, they have two sort of separate sides that really complement each other in this track. So it starts off very slow, and it's there's this beautiful bass line, which I think really carries the song. And um, Kehlani, her voice, oh, her voice Amazing. is incredible. Oh. Amazing. I think actually the first time that I sort of fell in love with Kehlani was when we saw her open for Halsey. I was just going like, to say that. That was the first time that I'd ever really sort of listened to her music. And I was so yeah. flawed. I was so impressed. And I was like, okay, that's it. I've got to listen to her. Mm-hmm. And I think we both said that to each other at the concert as well. We are like, yeah. wait she's so good we need to listen to her music but yeah um yeah so with this particular track though it's a very like i I would call it a slow burn yeah but it's this sort of like very like tragic kind of song like it's very it talks about grieving a relationship like i'm still grieving us but i love the chorus like it's so strange because the chords in the chorus almost feel like like the verse and the chorus almost feel like a different song, like when you listen yeah. to them individually, if that makes sense. But it sort of all flows really well. And then when James Blake comes in, I was like, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, his voice is just so like delicate and intricate. Like you almost just, you don't want to talk when you're listening to him. Like if this song is just playing in the background, you just want to be like, shh, he's, he's singing now. I know. <laughs> you know I yeah. Mean? Like, like it's just he's got such an incredible voice and it really like I said compliments Kehlani and it's such an unexpected like um collaboration but 
I was, yeah, I was so impressed. Yeah, I was so confused when you told me the song. Because, first of all, I haven't had a chance to listen to the whole album yet, which I'm very, very sad about. But I will definitely get onto that in the coming days. But when you mm. said it was, like, featuring James Blake, I was like, what? Like, how yeah. how does that work? And then I listened to the song and I was like, okay, somehow they've managed it. Like, this, I feel like the production in this song, like, it does the whole thing justice because it just feels like everything kind of melts together in a weird way. Mm. And like, I was not expecting how well that their voices would complement each other. Like I was not expecting, you know, like Kailani is very, like she has a very, very unique singing voice. And then I guess James Blake also Mm. does as well, but they're very, very different. And somehow somehow it works and I don't know I don't know how or why but it's fabulous and I absolutely love this song and like you said before with the James Blake thing like how his voice sort of um like you just want to not talk like when he's singing it's sort of like Mm. he draws you in all the time and it's it's gorgeous and I love it yeah yeah it that's exactly it like it you know I was already so engaged in the song but then when he comes in I was like it just yeah it was like another level Mm. it was incredible but yeah i love this song um and that is why it is my song of the week grieving by kehlani featuring james blake maddie what is your song of the week okay so my song of the week is circles by elliot so i have talked about elliot before on the podcast and i have spoken a lot about how much i adore her voice which i still do um and this song circles was released um like halfway through april really Um, And it's this gorgeous, gorgeous, like, piano ballad. Um, I feel like she really, really excels in that area. Like, a lot of her, like, ballady songs are just, like, ones that I absolutely fall in love with every single time because she's just got this gorgeous voice. And, like, this song in particular, it's sort of about a time in her life where she was sort of, you know, in a rut. Like, she was stuck in this sort of really unproductive cycle, like... Like, one of the lines in the chorus is, like, from the bedroom to the bar, I will dance, I will dance. And she's sort of, like, going back and forth between because she's not really doing anything productive. And she talks about how she, like, tried to go to music school and she, like, couldn't finish it. And it was sort of this really destructive period in her life where she was, like, going in circles. Like, that's the general gist of the song. And it's it's beautiful and it's so – it's sad, but it's, like – really really uplifting sort of at the same time and then my favorite favorite part is like right before the bridge is like the chorus before that she sort of like changes the melody in the chorus and she sort of like rips into this big belt and it is like it's so gut-wrenching and it just like hits you in a way that is like it's honestly indescribable like I when I heard that belt for the first time I was I just like had to take a moment to just like collect myself because I was like oh my god like what what is this song doing to me it's so so raw and just like incredible and I love the storytelling that she's able to sort of you know like produce when she sings and I'm obsessed with her and I'm obsessed with the fact that she's an Aussie artist and I just love her so much yeah when you when you just said that um that was your favorite part before the bridge that's exactly how I felt as well when I listened to the song like I was just you know it is such a very like like you said it's a very sad song it's a very personal and vulnerable song I love the storytelling like 
it is quite literally like one of I think of like one of the most well sort of put together songs in terms of that like the storytelling but um mm. yeah that part in the in the in the chorus before the bridge like when she just belts you just really feel the emotion and I love like like the vocals like the backing vocals like um as it sort of goes into yeah. the bridge I was like oh this is such a nice build up like it was it was a short build up but it was incredible I loved it yeah, such a good payoff, I reckon. And that bridge is really, really pretty too. Mm. But like right before it is just where it like goes off. And I love it, love it, love it so much. So please listen to it. That is Circles by Elliot. It's my song of the week. And we will go into Under a Rock now. So my song is Straight Faced by Spacey Jane. So I've had like, I've heard a lot of people talking about Spacey Jane recently. And, like, I have a couple of people who I'm friends with on Facebook who just, like, there's this, like, meme page that's basically, like, you know, just random, like, things all about Spacey Jane. And it just, like, comes up in my timeline all the time. And I'm like, I've never listened to this band. <laughs> that's so weird. I know. Very, very odd. Like, very specific. Like, shout out, Patrick. Um, but, like, <laughs> I keep seeing, you know, Spacey Jane this, Spacey Jane that. And I'm like, all right, okay, it's time to listen. And, like, I did. And this song is really, really cool. Like, it was, it's their latest single. So it came out, I think, like the 1st of May or something. And, like, they're this four piece band from Perth. And, like, it's just got this, like, really, really, like, raw groove to it. And it's really, really nice, really catchy. Something that I love about it is, like, the overlapping sort of, like, guitar riffs that sort of, like, weave in and out of each other like during it it's just really really awesome and it's sort of you know your typical like Aussie indie band sound but at the same time it's still it's not like generic it doesn't have a generic feel it doesn't have a like manufactured feel it still feels really genuine and really really like authentic to listen to and like I don't get sick of it which is something that I feel like like um, indie music sort of has a tendency to do like for me anyway it sort of has a tendency to be a little bit boring for me but this one in particular I really really like so um, yeah I quite like it what did you reckon um <laughs> oh, here we go look <laughs> here's the thing when I when you told me that this was your under a rock I had the same reaction that I had uh, a few weeks ago when we talked about Lime Cordial yeah I was like I was like, what is Maddie turning into like I know, I'm turning into one of these people that like goes to Splendor like all the time and yeah, all I listen to is Triple J. But you know, because I I I was sort of in like a similar boat where I'd heard heaps of amazing things about Spacey Spacey Jane and I never actually took the time to listen to it. So I like was like, oh, this is a good opportunity for me to listen to. But see, and maybe it's just this song but it kind of was leaning towards like the boring side for me like you said how like sometimes indie music can sort of be a bit boring for you like I completely understand that because I do feel the same um in some regards but I do quite like indie like indie rock like there's a lot of Australian indie rock bands that I do like but yeah I think it's sort of similar to how I felt about Lime Cordial which is I'm sort of like is there a pattern emerging here yeah (laughs) but (laughs) but I will say I do I do see like 
I do hear a lot of like potential. So I think maybe mm. it's just this track that maybe didn't click with me. Yeah. So I think I might do another like deep dive and sort of see because yeah, I was like, hmm, I was like, it just felt underwhelming to me. Okay. Like yeah. I feel I feel like it didn't really go anywhere for me to sort of say like, oh, this is a standout track, you know? Yeah. Like I wasn't like un like it was like meh. Like that's sort of how I felt about it, but. But yeah, I can see like I can see why people like them, and so I, th- I think I'll definitely give them another shot. Yeah, for sure. Like, I definitely want to like this song has really sort of um, put something in me that I actually want to listen to like the rest of their music because you know I haven't clearly. Um, so I'm <laughs> excited to like delve more into their discography and sort of like what they're about and if they sort of do anything like a little bit different or if. A lot of their stuff is sort of similar to this one. But yeah, overall, I quite like this song. It's a really nice groove to it. Um, So I'll definitely be listening to it again. So that is Straight Faced by Spacey Jane. Uh, Vivian, what is your Under a Rock this week? Uh, So my Under a Rock this week is Beautiful by Rye. I think that's how you say it. I did look up an interview before we started recording. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to get this right. We love research. I don't want to be crucified. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so um, this is a new song. So I, I did a little bit, a little bit of digging as well. So Rye is like, so it used to be like a, um, like a two band, two person band, but now it's just the solo project of uh, a Canadian singer, and so calls himself Rye, and I think that's really cool. Like because I did not get that vibe when I listened to the song. I was like, I thought this was a band. Like you know, you sort of yeah. get that feeling, but it's just one person, which is pretty cool. Um, I think what got me about this song was his voice. I was so just like, it, it sort of reminded me a little bit of like Tame Impala, um, like very sort of similar, like in terms of falsetto, like a very, mm. but yet ve- very delicate, um, which I was like, okay, but the instrumentation was very groovy and it was sort of like upbeat. And I was like, this is cool. Like... I, I sort of didn't think, you know, those two things would sort of go well together, but I was like, this is really cool. But then when I researched, I was like, I found out that um, they, well, he sort of describes Rye as like a um, R&B influenced um, project. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Cause I definitely did hear that come through as well. Cause it's very like reliant on the baseline yeah. and it's very sort of, it's got that like, which is very um, present in R&B as well. And I was like, okay, this is very cool. It's very like, you can groove to it, but the lyrics are beautiful as well. It's like, a, it's a love song, but it's it's got some really nice like lyrics in there that aren't sort of like your typical love song as well. But yeah, I was like, okay, I think I might, I think I need to sort of dive a little deeper into Rye because I was like, this is, this is very much down my lane. Yeah, it was definitely very like, it's a really like mellow song, which is really cool. Yeah. And it's very sort of like, atmospheric in a way like but not too much that it's like just nothingness um but in saying Mm. that I kind of found it a little bit boring like I was like oh no yeah I (laughs) I was like okay after about a minute I was like "Mm, I don't know if I want to like keep listening to this like does it go anywhere like it wasn't look it wasn't bad and I agree with you. It is a very, like, delicate song and his voice is, like, amazing. But, yeah, it just, like, it just wasn't for me. I just didn't really, like, it wasn't grabbing me 
in a way that like a lot of other songs that you've sort of brought to me have. Mm. So mm. yeah, just wasn't digging this one, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, we're just disagreeing with each other a lot today. I aren't know, we, Maddie? very well. <laughs> On the defense a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's okay. Yeah, like, I I think it is a very. It, it almost felt like a niche sort of song mm. to me because I was like, I feel like only a certain type of person would like this because, yeah, like you said, it doesn't, you know, I will agree with you. It doesn't really go anywhere. Like it sort of stays the same. And yeah, but I think I was just so impressed by his voice that I was like, okay, like You'll look this is enough it. for me to like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, but yeah, so that is my Under a Rock This Week, Beautiful by Rai. So now we will go into Caught My Ear and I'll kick us off. So this week my song is Pick Me by Wafia. So we've talked about her before mm-hmm. and technically Maddie introduced me to her. So Yeah, she was my like about, Caught My um, Ear ages ago. Yeah. Ages I ago. I think it was like Flowers, Flowers and Superpowers. Yeah, yeah that's the one, a- yeah such a great song like that song i I listen to that song so much now but yeah (laughs) this song is so similar like in the sense of the production just it's so fun it's so interesting and i think the thing that really caught my ear is the piano yes i was just beautiful piano melody and it it is so it's such an interesting melody it's so quick it's like very it's not what you would expect because it's so it's there's so many notes sort of fit in like a small rhythm uh in a a small amount of time sorry and um it's so like it it plays in the background and it's almost distracting but at the same time it's not like it's sort of it's like the main um like sort of interesting piece about the song but it doesn't really like take away from any other element because it's such a fun song it's a very upbeat song and We've talked about this before when we talked about Wafia. Her voice is so beautiful. And I think it really does fit this sort of like groovy, like very sort of, it's like psychedelic in a way. Like it's, it gives me that sort of vibe, but it's not like full, like, you know, it's like on the spectrum, but but not like all the way there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I just thought, wow, this is so cool. Like, I just, I love her vibe. Like, she's got such an interesting vibe. And I'm like, oh, I just, I need to like, just go like on a proper deep dive of her stuff and like fully invest myself in her discography. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like, I, I haven't really done that either. And I really, really need to. And I really want to. But yeah, that piano bit is literally the coolest thing ever. Like, because it's really, really prominent, so like cool. right at the beginning. It's like in the intro. It's basically the intro. And I was like, oh, mm. what is this? Like, this is so, so cool. And then it kind of, like, went away for a bit. And I was like, oh, like, where'd it go? And then when it comes back, you're just like, ah, oh, yes. Like, it just works. And you just, like, want to hear it all the time. Because it's so, so awesome. And, like, the rest of the production and how it, how the song's put together is, like, really, really cool. It's a really, like, bouncy, like, boppy mm-hmm. track, which is really cool. But then it's also got, like like you said, sort of like a psychedelic vibe that a lot of her music does. It's sort of like her signature, like sort of sprinkling yeah. of kind of just like her essence on this song. Her and it's, <laughs> it's the yeah. only way to describe it. It really is sort of just like this it, sort it of air about the song. And it's just really, really cool. It's such a bop and I love grooving to it. But yeah, honestly, like 
I've only listened to a couple of her songs at this point in time, and by far this is definitely my favourite. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, like, I, I really, you know, I haven't come across, like I said, I haven't done a proper deep dive, but, like, every song I've listened to her of hers so far, I've, I've loved. Like, I've been like, this is so cool. So mm. that's why I think, you know, I need to just commit to it. But, yeah. Um, that is my caught my ear this week. Pick me by Wafia. Maddie, what is your caught your ear? Alrighty, so my caught my ear this week is called "It's Gonna Be Me" by Kevin Garrett. And so, I listened to this song and I was like, "Oh, this is such a beautiful, lovely piano ballad." And I was listening along <laughs> to it and I was like, "Okay, this is really pretty. His voice is gorgeous." <laughs> like I had listened to a couple of his songs before and I was like, "Okay, I really, really love this guy's voice." And then I hear the every little thing I do line and I go, hold on, this sounds a little bit familiar. And then it keeps going and it's literally a cover of It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC. Like, and I just like... I'm so happy. I did not pick up on it at the beginning because it is such a like... Because it's not a song that I listen to a lot, clearly. But like, I was just like, hold on a second. (laughs) Like, where is where is this this sounds so really familiar where is this going and then funnily enough it was released on the 1st of may because everyone likes to think oh, that perfect. they like to use the in sync like <laughs> it's gonna be may it's gonna me. be may love jt thank you for that <laughs> blessing us with that meme but yeah i thought that was quite quite good um of kevin well done um but yeah it's like it's sort of he's turned it on its head and it's sort of this like piano ballady but at the same time the way that he uses production it sort of still gives it like a like an edge kind of to it like it's not super super dark but it's not like really upbeat like boy bandy like the original is um it's still like (laughs) very kind of moody and um yeah sort of like it focuses a lot more like it brings out the lyrics a lot more and I was sort of like really intent on like listening to what he was saying and then obviously I figured out that it wasn't his lyrics like he was singing a completely different (laughs) like a song that has been you know very very popular um but yeah like I I really like what he's done with this with this cover yeah I think it's a great cover um (laughs) the funny thing is why I'm laughing so much is when you told me this was um your song I went to look it up on Spotify and immediately I thought oh I was like NSYNC has a song called it's gonna be me I was like this is I was like that's so funny like that's such an interesting like uh, in my head I was like this there's no way that like you would never think another song would be called that and it'd be a different (laughs) song that was like my thought yeah and then like I clicked it and then I heard it I was like ah yes (laughs) this is even better (laughs) I was so happy (laughs) because you guys don't know and maddie doesn't know this either probably but there was a stage in high school when i would just listen to nsync like wait i loved nsync for like a good year hold on (laughs) turn it back what you were like an nsync like super fan i was wow I really was. This is news and to me. this is my favourite song from the... Oh my god, I I cannot deal with this information right now. I don't know how to process this. And it's like it's meant to be, Maddie. 
<laughs> I am so now I'm so glad that I brought this song to the table. Like this has just made me my too, day because it's been a while. It's been a while since I've listened to NSYNC because I've just, you know, I outgrew that phase. Um, you know, while everyone was listening to One Direction, <laughs> I was listening to Bye Bye Bye. A different it's boy band. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. How, how quickly did you realize that it was a cover? Like how? Well, I knew straight away. I like, as soon as I heard the opening line, I was uh, like, oh yeah. I was like, this, I was like, this is amazing. It took me a little <laughs> yeah, longer. So now you <laughs> <laughs> so now you know why it took me like a second because oh i was like God. oh my gosh yes because the thing what you know talking about this version of the song now I, I i do really love how stripped back it is it is edgy like it's got an edge to it mm. like you said but what I, what I will say is in the um so after the so in the last chorus the chorus is a little he sings a little bit differently than he has in like the previous like earlier in the song and it's the same in the original like sort of like the inflections are the same and i was like that's pretty cool oh no way that he kept it the same like he sort of sings it in the same way i was like i like that and then i was like hmm should i bring this up on the podcast should i nerd out and i was and now now i'm glad that i that is such an interesting point i love that i love that he like (laughs) made the effort to sort of like pay like you know homage to the original and it's like you know what i'm gonna like keep the keep the ending like the same that is so cool i'm glad you brought that up yeah because the original yeah like now like i i I, like suggest listening to the original and then obviously listening to um this cover because like then you'll be able to sort of like pick up on that but yeah like um i i think it's really cool that like he's sort of completely made it his own but yeah at the same time like because the original is really like really like early 2000s late 90s boy band kind of like it's the epitome of what like the 2000s sounds like like if you want to know what the 2000s sounds like listen to this song it is literally the entire decade in one yeah so yeah i'm so happy you chose this i'm so like glad that we were able to talk about I this because it's like oh I was I had so much fun <laughs> oh my god I'm so glad but yeah so it's Kevin Garrett's version of it's gonna be me um that is my caught my ear and this week guys we have a recommendation I am super stoked um yeah this week recommended by Shannon Shannon Richards shout out to you um she's recommended so will I by Ben Platt so this is Ben Platt's latest single. It was like released yesterday um, as of like when we recorded. And let me tell you, I, as look, as the resident like musical theater nerd, choir nerd, mm-hmm. I am already obsessed with Ben Platt. Like that's just like the mm-hmm. baseline. So we'll get that context out. And this song, <laughs> like I, oh my God. This is everything I wanted and more from Ben Platt, to be fairly honest with you. Like, I... <laughs> really? I adore this song so much. Like, the lyrics, like, make me want to cry. And <laughs> it's... Oh, my God. I just... Honestly, I just can't fault this song at all. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful song as well. Like, I love Ben Platt. I think... You know, um, I I love musicals. I love, 
Dear Evan Hansen. I listened to that soundtrack for like a good six months when it came out. Oh my god, tell <laughs> on me about it. streaming services. Right? <laughs> oh, it's such a good soundtrack, yeah. And Ben Platt, like, he's always been, like, I've always considered him, like, top tier, like, mm-hmm. singer. Like, just his vocals, I feel like, are just honestly just like on another level i feel like you can't really compare him to anyone so yeah but when i listened to the song i will say i loved it i did but i was a little bit you know i was a little bit maybe disappointed isn't the right word but i was like oh i felt like he didn't do i felt like his he he didn't go to what his potential could have been in this song go that in terms of his vocals yeah yeah and i think and I don't think that's necessarily, like, a bad thing. I think it's just, like, expectations. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I think, you know, when you listen to Ben Platt, if you've, if you've listened to him in, like, musicals or, like, any sort of musical soundtrack, you know, that is, like, a staple thing. The Broadway belt, it's a thing. And you expect it. So then when you listen to, like, Ben Platt's, you know, his solo music and you don't hear that, it's like what are you doing to me Ben Platt I know why are you trying to hurt me that is so true but at the same time like I feel like there's on like on one end his belt is like incredible obviously Mm -hmm. I feel like though he's got an amazing way of like expressing like vulnerability in the way that he sings Mm. and like Obviously, because, you know, in musicals, you have to be really, really good at, like, storytelling with your voice and all the rest of it. And honestly, like, I think that part of, like, his talent really, really shines in this song. And, like, the lyricism is yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Like, the the like the end line of the chorus is, like, the world will always be there and so will I. Like, it's sort of about this, like, mm. you know, it's sort of addressing all of these, like, fears that you might have about, like, the future and, like, things changing and, like people not being there and you know down the track and all the rest of it and it's like you know what that like the world's still going to be there like these mountains don't move you know like the rivers are still going to run the sun's still going to be there and like so will I I'll be like right there beside you and it's just like oh oh my god just like hits you in the feels and then there's these like beautiful backing vocals that sort of just like envelop you like this like warm mm. hug that Shannon has like mentioned previously. That's how she sort of describes it. His, his voice is like a warm hug. And honestly, it is such an apt description. Like it is perfect. Agreed. I just, yeah. His just <laughs> warmth just overwhelms you. And it's just so lovely to just like sit back and listen to these beautiful vocals, like rush over you and you just like close your eyes and everything is right with the world. As long as Ben Platt is singing, <laughs> it's just gorgeous honestly that is i think that is probably the most truest statement maddie that right there (laughs) everything as long as ben platt is singing everything everything will be fine all right oh my god i love that (laughs) well i guess we should probably end it there because we'll probably talk about how much we love ben platt for like a million years but that brings us to the end of the episode thank you so much for listening guys we really really appreciate it you can check us out on spotify podcasts apple podcasts google Google podcasts castbox (laughs) youtube etc wherever you get your your podcast fix yes and you can follow us on social media at caught my ear pod on facebook instagram and twitter and there you can send us your recommendations so like shannon did this week you guys can just 
DM us or talk to us. We are so open to hearing anything, truly. Please, we please, love please. hearing new music. That's kind of the point of this podcast. It's just to talk about music and, you know, just discover new things. So, yeah, and let us know what you thought about the songs that we talked about this week. This is an open community. This is a safe space. <laughs> no one will judge you. Share your opinions <laughs> with us, please. So, yes. Exactly. So, yes, with that, we will see you guys on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye, guys. See ya.